1: Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being with us here in our guest segment. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And what we're doing here is uh, project identification. In other words, I've been going around and talking to people who I know have a handle on things. Most of them do what I do. And asking them for their interpretation of how we got to where we're at, what's going on, what's going to happen, and maybe a little bit about adapting. And uh, i got to tell you, folks, this is the darkest chapter in American history. I I view what's going on right now much, much worse than the Civil War of the 1860s. And we're going to get into that with our guest, Doug Hagman. But first, got to pay a couple bills. And you notice that Biden signed an executive order saying that he's mitigating the problems with people going to bed hungry. The food supply problem is now fixed because of an executive order. And I say oh, contraire, mon frere, it is not. Until you fix the food supply chain problem, the reasons associated with the lockdown and food inflation and so forth that's beginning to skyrocket, and the meatpacking plants that are still closed, which should never have been allowed to happen, put the National Guard in there in hazmat suits if need be, but until you fix those problems you can have a hundred executive orders and it's not going to change a thing so the question I have for you knowing that food acquisition could become a problem do you have enough storable food plain and simple yes or no Uh, the experts say you must have at least six months people like Bob Griswold say two years would be better do you have that do you have six months well if not we can help you MPS has a special on its four-week package already low-priced Now they're taking an additional 20% off the four-week package. So all you have to do is order four-week packages. And every time you do, you're saving the 20%. Best deal in the country. In fact, it's really the only deal in the country. Restaurant-quality food, 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. You come to my door without food. Things are dire. I'm sorry. I'll have to tell you I know you not. Waterwithdave.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, very, 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 very important. If you have food, you better have water. And you won't have trouble finding standing water. You'll have trouble finding drinkable standing water. And you need a good water filter. And we have the best in the business, the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. Research on this device is at WaterWithDave.com. And if you go there, you'll say, oh, this is the best there is. According to the data, it is. And right now, while supplies last, it's 40% off waterwithdave.com so you got the food prepare with dave.com you got the water waterwithdave.com and now we have doug hagman with dave and, <laughs> and doug, doug we're glad to, <laughs> we're glad to have you here and uh it's been a while since you've been on the common sense show and uh really good to have you back i wish it was under better conditions but these are the darkest days of the republic
0: yes yeah, yes yes
1: and, and thanks for
0: having me dave but i'll tell you something you know, this is when the stars shine the brightest, when it's the darkest out. So I, I don't want people—and here's what I believe, at least in my view, what I think patriots need to do. We we can't afford to curl up in the fetal position, whine, and say, you know, woe is me. We have to We have to take this fight to the opponent. Now, I'm talking— about the political fight, I'm talking about the legal fight, I'm talking about not not anything but a physical fight at the moment here. Um, We are in a position right now where where we as patriots, as conservative Christians, obviously, as people know, we are the hunted. And we, sadly, we put ourselves in this position. We allowed, to date, um, uh, we, we, well, uh, let let me rephrase that. We, We permitted... The narrative to be um, guided by the mainstream media, by the the political left, and we've forgotten somehow. At least the majority of people have forgotten that November third, 2020, represented a win for Donald Trump, a loss for Joe Biden. This can be proved and has been proved, and we have to, in my view, anyway, we have to never we we have to continue to push this. Narrative to the forefront. This is not a conspiracy theory that the election was stolen. This is not a fact where, well, 89 cases uh, show that there's no evidence. No, every single case of election fraud that was presented to courts was dismissed not on evidence but on on process. So, what were we at? We've got a situation where we had a coup take place on November 3rd, we watched it. And another coup took took place in January in Georgia. It, the same playbook was used, we watched it. The question is, what are we gonna do about it? Well, Patriots went to the Capitol on, on the 6th of January and unfortunately we played into the hands or the Patriots played into the hands of a select few leftist agent provocateurs and uh, went into the capital and of course we all know what happened on that day and that is being used in my view that incident is being used as the weaponization against the christian conservatives uh, they have been emboldened the left has been emboldened by this and uh... Well, well, we have to recognize their tactics and you know I, i'm, I'm and And I'll turn this back over to you, but I'm really, really getting sick and tired of uh, of all of us falling into falling into this trap of uh, of uh, allowing the narrative to be led by the left, by the mainstream media and, and not fighting back against this. And I'm tired of the, well, we have to play nice. We have to take the moral high ground. No, no, no. And hell no, uh, we should fight the way they fight. And the other part of this too, we are looking at a in a uniparty system right now. It, it, there's no difference, and there hasn't been for decades. But right now, it should be clear to everyone: there's no difference between the GOP and the and the Democrats. There, it's it's all a uni, it's all a uniparty system. It is the globalists, the the. Uh, Klaus Schwab, Davos Party Globalist against we, the people. And we have to recognize who, number one, who our enemies are. And number two, what we have to do to fix this, and, and three, continue, continue to hold our states, uh, their feet to the fire and say, look, we are not gonna move on from November 3rd, 2020. We're not gonna move on from January 20th. We're not gonna move on until this is fixed and fixed now. And we still have the fight in us to do this because I'll tell you this, if we don't fight at this level, including civil disobedience with respect to the lockdowns and the COVID response lockdowns and the weaponization of this virus, if we don't do something right now The blood will flow in the streets later and it'll be on our hands, too, because we have to we must find it within ourselves to stop, um, you know, whining and crying. And we must stand up and say, no, not anymore, because we're always we're always kind of, you know what, Dave, we're always kind of, uh, oh, I don't know, moving the goalpost uh, or allowing the goalpost to be moved. Not anymore. We say yeah. enough is enough because somebody's going to get hurt, and multiples. Going, multiple people are going to get hurt really bad if this
1: goes kinetic, and I think it will. My personal opinion is that um, they're prepared to carry out genocide progressively against 80 million Americans. They have made threats. They've been in the media with it. Their politicians have been saying, deprogramming and re-education that's the that's the language of genocide no mistake about it and i'm not going to back off that statement because history proves me to be correct on this and i take these people at their word they are brazen i'm going to comment a couple things you said one was the january 6th incident no question antifa led the charge trump's final words were go to the capitol and peacefully protest that is not incitement in any stretch of the imagination people had the right to go to the capitol and protest peacefully and if they'd have done what the president said it would have been no more than just news coverage of footage with people holding posters but no capitol police some of them were bribed we know that we know antifa led the charge onto the grounds Okay, and this is this is what happened, and, and this impeachment is simply designed to neuter Donald Trump going forward politically. Um, honestly, we don't need Donald Trump going forward. He has served a good purpose. I'm grateful for his service. For three years, it was three of the best years we've ever seen from a president. Unfortunately, he let the thugs and COVID steal his presidency from him, but he gave us three great years, and I'll always stand in admiration and and have grat- gratitude for what he did but we don't need him going forward if he's here that's fine if they impeach him that's fine uh my feeling is we need to sit down and quit and here's what i mean by this and this is more of a gandhi thing this is a martin luther king thing we need to have the equivalent nationally of the sit-down strikes where king would have his followers go in based on gandhi principles into restaurants that um, uh, wrongly prohibited black people from coming in and partaking in service. And we need to quit on their rules, their laws. We need not to pay their taxes. We need not to obey their rules. We need to oppose them at every angle. We need to all open our businesses, dare them to throw all of us in jail. And there will come a time, I really believe, because the National Guard showed where the military's at, Doug, they turned their back on Biden. And the yes. National Guard shows that they support Trump. That means they support America. They support you and me. And I believe if we Americans sit down and then the genocide begins, they start making the noises of incarceration camps and so forth, I believe a good portion of the military will stand up to these thugs. And it's going to take a military response to turn this around. There, there's no... Path to victory that does not involve the military.
0: Very interesting, you say that. Now, now you and I, I think individually, you and I have spoken to and/or interviewed Larry grathwall before he died a Very, couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: I interviewed him three or four times. Right.
0: Yeah, and, and so did I. And I spoke with him casually off air. In fact, the, the month before he passed away, I, I spoke yeah. to him, and, and he said, "You know," he said, "Look." Um, you must take these people, at that time, now we're talking during the Obama regime, you must take these people at their word for what they're going to do. And I think you kind of nailed it with what you said. Um, and and I, this is something I don't think people really get. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the majority of, of Americans are still stuck in this normalcy bias or cognitive dissonance, depending on what you know how you want to describe it. Where things uh, under Biden, yeah, you know, they're going to be bad, but there's no, you know, they're they they're not they're not going to take us to to education camps. They're not going to um, you know hunt us down. Well, they're already doing it, and and I think that I think that people really have to have this, and forgive the expression, but this or, or maybe this is maybe this is more accurate than not. Come to Jesus moment, and say, look, man this This is happening today. Look how many people were wiped out on social media. Look at what they did. If, if they can silence a president on on social networking and social media, then what do you think they're going to do to you? Exactly And, and you know I, I wrote an article last Sunday a week a week ago and I, I stated this, we don't have like the um, uh, communist countries have, we don't have a state-run media. We have a media-run state, and I think when you look at the the lateral integration uh, or, or vertical integration of the intelligence community assets, Brennan, um, to a lesser extent Comey, and others. When you look at that lateral integration of intelligence community assets and in uh, operational aspects into the uh, uh, media, both the social media and mainstream media, you can see how the narrative is being caressed and, and shown to or uh, given to the American public, the American public are, are, are attempted. I mean, they're attempting to brainwash the American public. And we have to, at this point, detach and, and frankly, go on the offensive. And I really think speaking about that, I just want to toss this in there, I think because of. The uh, social media uh, filling up the town square or the virtual town square, that they should be treated like like Ma Bell was back in 1974, yes. and they need to be broken up and they need to be. T- you know, if you're not gonna, if they're not going to abide by Section 230 or adhere to the guidelines or the spirit of, of, of Section 230 of the CDA, then you know what? Just shatter them to the winds. I would would have, and and this is one thing I'm really upset with President Trump about. Not that he asked for my opinion, but he should have seized uh, the assets of Dorsey uh, uh, and Twitter, as well as uh, uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook, and and and, uh, prosecuted them under the RICO statute, at at the at the very outside. And of course, he could have done things a little bit less than that. uh, You know. However, but this is – all of this combined is why we find ourselves in the – we we've been playing too nice. We've been thinking, well, Mitch McConnell will take care of this or so-and-so will take care of this. There ain't no one coming to our aid. No one is coming to – you dial 911, you are not going to get an answer in the larger sense. I'm using that metaphorically. And what you're going to see, it, it, this is not just a national U.S. problem. Problem you're gonna see, and here's my prediction, because of the way things are going, China is gonna move against Taiwan. China is gonna move against perhaps Hong Kong. Um, you're gonna see China do things uh, that that are gonna just curl people's hair. and we we allowed this to happen because we did not stand up and and as you said, sit down in the restaurants. Or practice other methods of civil disobedience, and say no, 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 we're not going to take this anymore. Um, this is all the, the the bigger picture here. So you and, and I, I listen to you, I, I read your articles. You've always been very um, dead dead accurate on the things that are taking place. So let's look at this, you know, in the larger sense because we are right now, and, and I call them on my show. We're at
1: day day five, I believe. <laughs> Of America held hostage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we're at. It's funny you'd say that I use that in article day three, America held hostage. <laughs> kinda, yeah, kind of <laughs> like minds are right there. Here's my operating hypothesis. And I've been saying this now for a few months, uh, actually a couple months since the election. With the Chinese that are on our northern border, well established by uh, Sarah Westall and colleagues, and also my sources, Um, And the Chinese who are on our southern border, and they're there, and I've got Sam Arnold and other experts that tell me the same thing. Um, They're not coming as an invasion force. Here's my scenario. Um, With the chaos that's ensuing right now, and if we ramp up the chaos, the Chinese are going to take advantage, and they're going to invade Taiwan, as you said, and Hong Kong, possibly Vietnam. Um, I I think Australia feels threatened. I know they're kind of shifting their allegiance towards Trump before the before he left office. But here's what I think is gonna happen. China's gonna make their move. And to tie our forces up domestically in defense of the United States, they're gonna come across both borders. And I don't see that as a serious occupation. You know, this is the final move of China. It's simply designed to keep our forces in check here while they run through Asia. Much like why the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in World War II to cripple our Navy so we couldn't interfere in their Asian expansion plans. I think we're looking at the same strategy And then once China consolidates its power and they have a foothold in the United States, I look for China and other UN nations to seriously invade this country because by that time this country will be in civil war against a treasonous president.
0: You know, that that to me is is a very plausible scenario. And I think something you said I think is key you know the troops that that you reference that are on both borders are not coming in as an occupation force just imagine we've got 535 lawmakers um between the congress and the uh, house of representatives and the senate look at what they have done to really gum up the works 535 people in positions of power imagine imagine the forces that you reference coming in And uh, just hitting areas of infrastructure or, um, I mean, I'm not going to give any ideas out here, but just imagine the damage, uh, a quarter of a million, even 100,000 or even 50,000. Imagine the damage they could do to this country if they really wanted to. And and again, I'm not going to give any ideas out there, but there's a lot that, that could be done you know and and so i i think we are extremely vulnerable now now you throw on you know a civil war in the real sense yeah we you know what um i mean we're fighting one another we are taking each other out and we're not looking toward the enemies from without and i think that that's kind of uh again what this davos uh, party of davos this uh, davos uh, uh, globalist elite structure i think that's what they have intended and, and toss in the bioweapon from the communist chinese party which is known as covid-19 that was a bioweapon and, and and you know look i know it's been overblown and i know that that um, uh, there there's there's issues in terms of well you know is it um uh, you know what, what was the reason for its release? Was it accidental and stuff? Put put all that aside. Focus on the response, especially by the blue states. What has that response done to this country? It has crippled this country economically. And, and toss in one last thing. Toss in now the 17 executive orders that were put on um, Mr. Potato Head's desk. Okay. Uh, and, and I say that because I'm not even sure he knew what he was signing. All right. It, 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 one of the first orders, of course, um, was was to um, – one of the first orders among the 17 just crippled our economy from an energy standpoint and made us go back to become dependent upon energy from outside of the U.S. And who does that benefit in the long run, that benefits China, yeah. okay, in terms of our economy. So, you know, this is a multifaceted, multi... Dave, I'll tell you what, there are so many problems on the table, but we have, in my view anyway, we have to maintain focus and we have to say... Uh, and, and you mentioned the, the uh, impeachment trial. I just want to touch on this real quick. I hope and I pray that the Senate has... A full-blown impeachment trial because if that's the case if the Senate allows for an impeachment trial which by the way the constitutionality is kind of questionable especially if Roberts doesn't doesn't uh, superintend the trial um, if that's the case the American people will be astounded and the mainstream media will not be able to disregard the mountains of evidence of election theft election fraud that that has been amassed by people like uh, um, Pulitzer and by Navarro and others. So I mean, I really hope that, that that's allowed to go forward, and we are allowed to show the evidence, and uh, people will. And I really believe people will rise up in uh, absolute anarchist uh, in an anarchist manner and saying this cannot stand. So you want an insurrection? You want a revolution? The old song by. Uh, was it the Beatles? You want a revolution? Yeah, um, yeah. Here it is. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I don't relish it. Um, I, I really don't. But I, I, I have to tell you, I had someone write to me on um, one of my platforms. And it was an extremely well written message. I mean, someone who was highly educated, understood the issues. And they were very, they started off being very complimentary of me. And you're a good spokesman for your position and blah 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 and then they said but and here was the bottom line after they went through about a page they got to the bottom line and they said you need to understand something mr. Hodges we own the judges we own the Supreme Court and this is before the Georgia election and they said soon we'll own Georgia and the Senate we will own all three branches of government we own the voting process we own America because we also own the media and he went through all these litany of things and he said there is no way you can ever overcome and he said something very 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 telling at the very end he went on and said "Um, you don't we don't own the military completely and he said what's interesting though is your man doesn't have the guts to invoke the military response. He said, Mark my words, there will hmm. be no military response, and your side's going to lose. And I kind of looked at this as someone, you know, I don't think this was a Chuck Schumer, but I think there was someone there that is in some decision-making circles based on what was said, and they really had a clear understanding. And I kind of agree with them. Trump, excuse my French, hit the chicken switch switch. Uh, when in, 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 when COVID came, and it continued after the election, and you said something really interesting about 230. I just want to remind you, Doug. When you and I and Gary Haven and Joe were sitting at the hotel in Branson in September of 2018, six weeks before the midterm, and oh, I wow. was I was I was railing about Section 230. What's wrong with Trump? We're going to lose the House and. Gary Haven put me on the phone with a Trump advisor. You were there. You heard the I conversation. Remember. You heard the conversation on speakerphone. And what I thought would be a three-minute courtesy call ended up being about 25, 30 minutes of asking me questions and following up with me the next day. And was actually he was actually taking notes because he was meeting with the president on Monday. So he I and I had a that. second conversation on Sunday. And the president came out and said something Wednesday, and I thought... I don't know if I got through, but this sure sounds a lot like what I was saying. And the president was threatening, you know, big tech. But then, again, he did nothing. And listen, I love Trump. I do. I I truly love the man. But he failed in 2.30. It cost him the election. He failed to act the morning after the election. Because, Doug, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you caught this article. But I had a family member call me at 1 a.m., the night after the early morning after the election and said they've stopped counting the fraud is going to start he said right now put the results on your website in more, right now copy and paste Fox News or CNN put their numbers up there right now where Trump is winning in every swing state and put the number of people yet to vote well I want to step further because I've taught stat and research a lot at the university graduate postgraduate level and I did an analysis in that article it published at 4 a.m. I was up all night writing it in in Wisconsin Biden had to get 85 percent of the vote to win based on the existing numbers at 1 a.m. Uh, in Michigan he had to get 78.5 uh, percent he got not those numbers he got over those numbers he got a hundred percent plus of the vote 111 percent in Wisconsin 103 percent in Michigan impossible I published this based on the data that the mainstream media was telling the American public, and ran the projections, and I re-ran the numbers, I used my stat program called SPSS, I was 100% correct, and Trump did nothing. He should have sent in the federal marshals and seized the votes and stopped the counting right then. Exactly.
0: You know, I I often think back, and by the way, I I did pull down from your website um, the information that you had posted Uh, circa November what was it 4th or 3rd or whatever 4th early a.m. right right so and getting back to what you said earlier I remember your conversation too and I remembered the um, the exact verbiage that you used because I I was gobsmacked but you know how, how here we have I mean we're we're sitting in Branson at a table and on speakerphone is, is someone who you said, yeah, well, I got a 10 o'clock meeting with President Trump, you know, so, you know, what, what's your what are your thoughts? I'm thinking to myself, who you know, wh- what, I, 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 again, I was gobsmacked. But anyway, and, and then to hear that very same uh, the very same verbiage come out, you know, within 48 hours from the White House, I'm thinking, wait a second. I mean, this this is real, you know? Not that it wasn't real, not that I didn't believe it, but my goodness. So, and folks, so again, you know, um, you gotta be, and, and you, also you have to be careful who you listen to, and, and, and when I heard that, I'm thinking, wow, you know, this, um, uh, pay attention, folks. I mean, pay attention to Dave Hodges. Pay attention to The Common Sense Show. Pay attention to, well, even my show. I mean, because... To to have that happen, it just really blew my mind. But but getting back to what you said about the entirety of the uh, or, or about the, uh, President Trump's failure to act, I really think going back to forty eight hours before uh, President Trump left Washington for uh, uh, West Palm Beach, there was uh, Mike Lindell. Um, yeah. love the, the guy. He had. Yeah, I, I mean, and and what, what, by the way, what the Daily Mail did to him in the past uh, 48 hours is just uh, unforgivable. But uh, but Mike Lindell recounted a meeting he had with President Trump, where he, uh, of course, that that page that you know that, that people saw that was photographed. And uh, folks, d- don't focus on that. What Mike Lindell said was, look, I met with the president. I laid out certain things with the president, and and these were voter and election fraud issues that were 100% accurate from, again, people like Pulitzer, uh, former advisor Navarro, and others, okay? And the way, one thing he said was, um, the president asked me to come back after he met with a couple of, of his closest advisors slash attorneys. He never went back. He was never, he tried to go back. And the people surrounding the president says, no, 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 you don't, you're don't. you not going to go back. And, and that made me think, that right there made me think that this isn't President Trump that is really calling the shots here. These are people around President Trump who are telling him one thing and doing another and taking him down from the inside. These are true uh, Judas kind of people. And I believe... That's really what the problem is, um, because I don't think there's anyone in Washington aside from President Trump that you could, you could have trusted, and I mean that with with I, I mean I don't even I don't care, um, I, I just think he was he was, he was martyred, within the last well from November third until January twentieth, he was martyred every single day in some fashion, and and I really, I I you know. I have to believe that. But, you know, and and Dave, you know how much junk that you and I take. I mean, you know how many threats you get and I get. You you know how many people turn on you and turn on me. Um, People you think you can count on. You know, multiply that by a a gazillion, you know, and that's President Trump. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm surprised he's still standing. That's just me. But anyway. Uh, no, the, so I went off
1: on it. Uh, no, no, I, I listened. I think you really hit the nail on the head. So this leads me to a speculative question. Uh, we always thought Trump was his own man, and I know he came in that way, he killed the TPP, and destroyed corporatocracy rule in America at least temporarily. So he was his own man when he came in. He dissolved a lot of the free trade agreements. But did they get to him through his family? Uh, what was the leverage they used to get a hold of him? Because I agree, when you take John Bolton on as your National Security Advisor, and you're Donald Trump, someone's got to. Well, yeah, I mean, look, right now,
0: they're. By the way, they, the left, the communists, the globalists, the fascists, uh, they're not done with Donald Trump. Meaning, they're not done with Donald Trump and us. Um, they're coming after all of us who even uh, put a, a, a Donald Trump sign in their yard. I mean, that's how vicious and vile this is. So, who got to them? I, I, who didn't get to him? Who didn't get to him? Uh, they're going after his business. I mean, the banks are pulling. Uh, yeah, United you know, Bank in Florida pulled his account, right? Yeah. Um, they are not going to be satisfied until Donald Trump is nothing but a distant memory in history if a memory at all and they want to erase i mean you talk about the chinese this is uh, this is just like the chinese would do in the social credit system they're using that model and they're using that against donald trump and against we the american people it, it, despite the fact that of course the fec filing uh, recent uh, over the weekend of the patriot party and such um you know, it's the, it's the uniparty, the GOP and the Democrats against you and I, it's the globalists against you and I. So that's, you know, that, that's where I think we're at. And this is going to, we have to, we have to lose this idea that we can go into a boxing ring and fight by the rules. This is a street fight. This is a cage fight. This is, this is a fight by the way, for all the marbles. I've always said that we are now looking at the destruction of our United States, of our representative republic. Because if they do what I think they're going to do, and that's change the laws. uh, I mean, you look at Soros' prosecutor uh, prosecutor power grab um, just that was published last year. You look at uh, what they're doing with the judges, as you said. Looking at what they're doing with the courts, as you said. We're not going to have a country left if we don't start standing up right now and saying, no, 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 no no further and we are going to actually advance and it's dark right now but again this is when the stars come out and we have to be stars
1: in the darkness to guide others to victory well i'm hoping you're correct and i listen my heart is with you doug i just worry about the resolve of america and i'm going to jump to a side venue and, and and really this is almost pointless to say this given the spiritual component of our country right now but if we on our side of the fence were to repent and embrace the lord this would all be over quickly um we would win i mean jesus said uh, here i turn water into wine i can move mountains and this you can do and more the problem would be solved and steve quail's constant repetition statement which he's absolutely correct about there's not a physical answer to a spiritual problem. Amen. Unfortunately, I don't see America being in this place. I don't. I mean, I, no, I, I, I see you... what needs to be done, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No, I, I totally agree with you. And and by the way, Steve was on with Alex Jones Infowars last Thursday. And, and yeah, he, he was saying we need to repent, repent individually, repent as a nation. And I agree with, with him, and I agree with you on this. But do I see this happening? No, no. Because what have we done? No, no. We see celebrations of um, of, of the infanticide. You know, what was it? Fifty years or how many years with Ro, Roe v. Wade last week? Um, we recently saw this uh, this attack, if you will, on a, ch- a Catholic church, and then, and then a, a IED bombing of a, of a church. So. No, we, I don't see us, how can I put this? We need to repent indeed. And we need to be in a position to really put ourselves, you know, on our faces and ask for forgiveness from God. But we can, and if we do that and and fight at the same time, because I think we can do both, we may have a chance. I, I will always look at this. And say, you know what, we still have a chance, but the battle has to be righteous, as you point out. We have to be spiritually repentant and spiritually um, connected with with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and, and and understand that this is a spiritual battle. And you're 100% right, but we have to have that that spiritual authority uh, collectively as a nation. But but I, I still think. Uh, it's our duty as Christians because we, uh, to, to fight, because if we don't, as Christians, as moral moral and spiritual righteous Christians, what are we going to leave our kids? What are we going to leave our grandchildren? I, I, I just can't imagine. We're going to give them into captivity if we don't fight. That's my, my thought.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of Americans think beyond Friday and i don't think they really care they don't see this as a solution no. oh don't talk to me about that jesus stuff um yeah. and and you know the the left will only go so far they've won the election they'll back office now soon we'll be able to open all our businesses and this is kind of the attitude i see you know prevailing across america right now there is there there are a large number of people that are opposed to what's happening and I do think would follow the right cause, but there are many more that will not. And um, I'd mean, you know, mentioned like can like interject thing. I, I had mentioned Mike
0: Lindell, and uh, I, I made a reference to the Daily Mail. And I think this kind of encapsulates what we're talking about on a spiritual level. Mike Lindell was talking about the uh, election theft and about his discussions with president trump well the daily mail came out with this hit piece saying this 30 rock actress received um uh gifts of champagne and and liquor and stuff as if michael undell was trying to to woo her in some romantic way well i don't know though is a recovering addict he Has recovery centers all across the United States. That's his really. That's that's where he's coming from. He's attempting to preach the gospel and combine the uh, combine uh, Jesus Christ, the gospel, with recovery from drugs and alcohol and addictions. They hit the Daily Mail hit Mike Lindell with this asinine, baseless accusation, but they hit him personally to show, and they hit him on, a spiritual, on the spiritual aspect, as opposed to what he was saying about the election. So I think that encapsulates the fight because that's what they're going after. They're going after us as Christians and they're calling us all oh, your you're heretics. And by the way, that had no basis in Lindell suing the Daily Mail. But, but all of that aside, that kind of, to me, that, that shows the, where the battle is at, like you said. And yes, I, I sadly, I agree with you. I don't think there's enough people that really understand the spiritual component of this.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure where the tipping point is either. How many of us would have to be sincere in our recantations and repentance and desire to change things for the better. I don't know what the tipping point is. I don't know what percentage of Americans, what the quality of repentance would have to be. I, these are unknown questions to us. I don't think it should keep us from trying I think it's a the, probably our best chance, but people just don't see the gravity of the situation. Some do, but what I say, if they're going to create isolation camps for COVID, and they're already doing it internationally, and in the uh, ESF documents that I published back in 2014, Medical Martial Law, they had 17 federal agencies involved in what they're talking about doing. And not one of them was a medical agency not one of them would provide medical treatment so if they're taking you away for medical reasons but they're not treating you medically they're taking you away to exterminate you let's just call it what it is and this is what we're facing and to try to get people to see this doug you could show them fm 39.4 you can show them all the documents but there are none so blind that will not see
0: (laughs) man you are exactly right. And and you were ahead of the curve. And I don't, I'm so not, ta- you, I'm not, you guys to, were way yeah, ahead well, of the curve. You know, I, look, I, I think a lot of us were, and it's almost kind of like being shell shocked in a way. Um, despite having the information, your information, my information, our information, you know, it, when we reach this point in our history or the trajectory of the country, it's almost like being shell shocked because my goodness, what we're talking about is happening now. And you're right. They're not taking us away for our own benefit. No, they're taking us away to exterminate us. You know, people need to understand when somebody tells you, especially from the left, when they tell you that they they want to eradicate you, please, folks, believe them. Take them at their word. That's what's happening today. And they feel justified because of, Oh, because of, of their massaging of, of the events on the 6th, well, these people, of this white supremacy and, and Donald Trump inciting this insurrection. Two words that I'm really getting tired of hearing from the leftist, communist, fascist in this country, insurrection and sedition. If anyone is guilty of that, it's the, the people on the left and stop projecting uh, your, your um, stuff from what happened on the 6th. We, we really have to understand how they are they are really changing rewriting history and and by the way rewriting history it's easier to do when there's no memorialization of of events on social media and the mainstream media when they fully captured America's a fully captured operation the media is a fully cap- captured operation the social media is a captured operation so they can take a pen and write history however they want to do it and that's what we're seeing happen today. And and that's what, and sadly, I, I think maybe 39%, roughly, again, Rasmussen, I don't pay attention to other polls. Rasmussen is probably the, uh, probably the most reliable. 39% of the, of the American pub, public believe everything is fine in terms of the election, in terms of um, the response to what's taking place, a higher number in response to the coronavirus. But all that aside, we have to convince that I'll say that 40 I'll say 45% kind of splitting the difference. We have to convince 45% of the American public what they're hearing and what they're seeing is not the truth and then we've got to convince the other 65% of patriots of American uh, red-blooded Americans that when George Washington crossed the Delaware on that Christmas night when it was when after getting beat to shreds by the British uh you know, he did he did so on an act of faith, but he was contrite about You know, he was he repented and was contrite about everything. But when he crossed that the, the Delaware River, I mean, you talk about a ragtag group of people. That's us. But we need to have faith in God and and, and say, God, direct our steps every day. Tell me what I can do. I totally agree. Never have,
1: I totally you know, agree.
0: Yeah. And, and we have to keep the pressure on. But the other thing is, is we can't. We have to get out of that shell shock kind of thing. No one's coming to save us. There, there is. If there was a plan, that plan really sucked.
1: Okay. It's, it's the other way were... around. They're they're coming to enslave us. Here, here's how I see this. And and and, I know time is kind of short here, so I'll make this real brief. But I believe China is the new world policeman, and uh, they're on every continent now. So that that's my evidence for, uh, for believing that. But. They're, they're going to be here one day to enforce what the globalists want. And if they don't have sufficient manpower, the UN will bring in their, their troops under the Kigali principles and will be occupied by foreign troops. And I will tell you this, if I were in the military right now and I were a colonel or a general and I wasn't an Obama appointee back in his administration, I'd be really afraid for my life and the life of my family because these people will be executed by the Chinese when they come in. So, I, I, to me, to stand up to the tyranny, is, now's the time. Now's the time for the Pentagon. They're not going to care that, uh, gee, the Pentagon seems to almost get along with Biden now. They're not going to care. The Chinese will eliminate any potential opposition. They have that history, and they will murder these people.
0: You know, you're 100% right. And it, it's anyone who watched the original 1984 Red Dawn uh, movie, I think, can relate to what you're saying. And I think that, I mean, these are the, the, these people need to get their heads out of the sand or whatever orifice bodily orifice they're stuck in and understand what is going on here. Um, it, it's, it's, you're exactly a hundred percent right, Dave. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. You've written about this too in the past. And I think that you're, you've never been more correct than you are today. And, uh, uh yeah i i think we are we're in the soup right now and we need to we need to really have this um we have to have this discussion with our neighbors with our family members and if they don't want to hear it then you know what we have to dust our our shoes off and and move on as sad as that is but we have to find i think our high water mark and we have to operate from those principles
1: yeah i totally agree doug I, i Could not agree more. And, and our our challenge, you and me, in declining opportunities with deplatforming, is to get the word out. But I will tell you this: um, I do believe that platforms are going to appear, where we're going to be able to still continue to send the message. It's just going to be we're going to have to be creative in finding these new opportunities, like parlor. Yes. Um, and and we can't be dependent on the other side. We we have to have total autonomy over our platforms I'll, I'll give you one example okay for my tv show we own the major platform now we go out to other distributors your typical tv subscription service distributors the big names the big tech and they could cancel me but 85 90 percent of my signups are on my platform so that show is going to continue until yes. they legislate against me for hate speech and doug we didn't even get into that but that's coming too
0: that's what coming... you and
1: I are saying right now is going to be labeled as hate speech and insurrection speech.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: and and that we're
0: seeing the the outer fringes of that right now, but that will be just give it give it a few months and and you're going to see this crackdown on you're going to see the criminalization of anyone who dares not conform to the official narrative of the uniparty of the people of Davos, of the uh, globalist elite climate, you know, uh, people. That's what's going to happen, and you're 100% right. And you know something? It's a fight every day. And I I know you fight every day to stay on the air. I fight every day to stay on the air. I hear it from uh, people who, um, you know, who support us and sponsor us, in some cases where, man, you know, we're getting a lot of heat, because of what you're saying, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is, you know what, information, good information, and I believe this, good information, people will always find
1: I totally the good agree. information. totally agree. Yeah. Doug, we've got about 45 seconds left in the show, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people how to follow your great work. No, thanks, man. Uh, Folks, just go to HagmanReport.com.
0: Two ends on Hagman. And from there, you you can go anywhere. Uh, We're on audio, video,
1: multiple platforms. That's HagmanReport.com. And
0: I appreciate the time, Dave.
1: Doug, fantastic. As always, keep up the good work. And folks, if you really want to know what's going on, the Hagman Report should be one of your first stops. Doug, thanks so much for joining us. Take care.
0: Thank you, brother.